Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time for you to turn off your eyes and turn on your ears. No video, no distractions, no pop-ups, and no advertisements. Just great educational content for you to hear, for you to discover, learn, and play. Today, I'm going to explore the granddaddy of all jazz piano skills. In fact, it's the granddaddy skill of music, period. I bet you can easily guess what we are going to explore today. You got it. Scales. I can say with great certainty that the skill of playing scales is taught by every music teacher on planet Earth. In fact, most teachers do not waste time introducing scales to the beginning music student. It usually happens within the first few months of lessons. What is amazing to me, however, is that music teachers continue to teach scales with a very mundane approach. If I had to select a color as a way to describe how teachers present scales to students, I would have to select the color beige. And if I had to select one word to describe how teachers present scales to students, it would have to be blah. Beige and blah. Not too exciting. Here is why. Teachers like to teach scales as if they are simply a technique exercise. A technique exercise that also helps them learn the notes belonging to each of the musical keys. Now, don't get me wrong. The development of technique, very good. The understanding of what notes belong to each of the keys, absolutely essential. However, when a skill simply is approached as a mental and physical exercise, it remains mechanical. And believe me, all things mechanical eventually become beige and blah. After all, music should be an artistic endeavor, not a mechanical exercise. The problem with teaching scales as simply a technique exercise that helps us learn musical keys, that it excludes the ears. And this is a huge problem, especially for the aspiring jazz musician who hopes to develop improvisational skills that are absolutely necessary in order to become an accomplished jazz musician. So today, I want to go over how I teach and how I practice all scales, major scales, minor scales, modes. I want to go over how I include 
the ears in the practicing process so that my scales do not just simply remain mechanical exercises that eventually become beige and blah. So here are my four steps for successfully practicing scales. Let me give you each of the steps first, then I'll take time to explain each one in more detail. Step one, I always practice my scales with my destination point being different from my launch point. Step two, I always practice playing my scales from various launch points. Step three, I want to make sure I practice playing scales in their entirety. And step four, I practice my scales in time and in a musical context. So let's go through each of these steps in a little more detail. Step one, I always practice my scales with my destination point being different from my launch point. What does this mean exactly? To get straight to the point, it simply means I'm not going to play my scale from the root to the root. For example, let's say I'm going to play the C minor scale. I'm going to use the Dorian mode. So it's going to be C, D, E flat, F, G, A, B flat. That's the scale. Now how that would be taught traditionally is to play from C to C. A student is taught the scale in that way, in that manner, and no questions asked. C to C. So here's what the ears end up hearing. C, 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 C. No wonder the ears will shut down. You hear that over and over again. The ears simply, if they could speak, would simply ask, what are you wanting us to listen for? What is it that you want us to record? What is it that you want us to remember? So, to take care of the ears, always have a different destination point. Maybe the route to the fifth. Maybe it's the seventh. Maybe the ninth. Listen how different that is. Root to fifth. Root to the seventh. Root to the ninth. How different that is from root to root. Root to root. 
So, always practice scales with your destination point being different from your launch point. Step two, I always practice playing my scales from various launch points. Simply put, I'm not going to practice my scales always starting from the root. I'm not going to practice my C minor scale always starting on C. I practice my C minor scale and all scales starting on the third, starting on the fifth, starting on the seventh. So my C minor scale starting on the root, let's say root to the seventh. How about if I start on the third though? I'll go third and I'll travel the distance of a seventh which actually takes me up to the nine. What if I start on the fifth and travel the distance of a seventh? Now it takes me from the fifth to the eleventh. How about if I start on the seventh and travel the distance an interval of a seventh? Now I'm going from my B flat up to my A or up to the thirteenth. Wow. The scale sounds totally different. Root to seventh, third to the ninth, fifth to the eleventh, seventh to the thirteenth. Holy cow. My ears are completely and fully engaged in this process. They're actually on sensory overload. They're trying to keep track of it all. What the root to the fifth might sound like, or the or the third to the root to the seventh, or the root to the nine, or starting on the third and going to the nine, or starting on the fifth and going uh, to the eleventh. Wow, how much fun scales become when practicing like this. So be sure to practice your scales from various launch points. Step three. I want to make sure I practice playing my scales in their entirety. And what I mean by this is you want to encompass, you want to embody the entire sound in your scale practice. C minor is a beautiful sound from the root that travels up through the fifth to the seventh to the ninth to the eleventh to the thirteenth. If you only practice your scale from root to root, you simply miss the entire sound. It's like traveling from coast to coast in your car at a high rate of speed on the interstate and you see absolutely nothing from coast to coast. When you practice your scales from root to root and you bypass the 5th, the 7th, the ninth, the 11th, the 13th. You're on a high-speed race from coast to coast on the interstate. You're going to see absolutely and hear absolutely nothing. So here's my C minor scale all the way to the 13th. Here it is to the 7th. Here it is to the ninth, to the eleventh, 
and finally the 13th again. Beautiful. So make sure you embody, you encompass the entire sound of every scale that you practice. You want to travel from the root to the 13th for every single scale. Step four, I practice my scales in time and in a musical context. In other words, I want to establish a tempo and a groove, like a musical style, whether it be a swing, bossa nova, rock, country, makes no difference. Mix it up. Force yourself to play the scales within the context of different musical genres. To do this, I highly recommend using an app like iRealPro or a software program like Band in the Box. Either one of those two tools will make it very easy for you to quickly pull up a scale, establish a tempo, and select a specific genre to practice within. When you start hearing your scales in a musical context, you start playing your scales musically. So once again, four steps. One, practice scales with your destination point being different from your launch point. Step two, practice playing scales from various launch points. Step three, make sure to practice the scale in its entirety. And step four, be sure to practice your scales in time and in a musical context. With any musical skill that you are practicing, make sure that your intellect, your ears, and hands are all engaged. Make sure that they are all in sync. All three must be working together if you hope to master the skill. If any one of the three, your intellect, your ears, hands, is absent when practicing, then you are not practicing the skill correctly. When your intellect, ears, and hands are actively engaged, when they are in sync with one another, the skill comes to life. It moves from being a mechanical exercise to an artistic expression. And believe me, artistic expression is much more exciting, intriguing, beneficial, and fun to practice. So when practicing scales, approach them intellectually, approach them orally with your ears, and of course, channel, challenge your hands physically to play through the entire sound. I hope you have found this quick audio jazz piano skills lesson to be beneficial. If you are wanting to study this topic extensively, I encourage you to check out my Jazz Piano Skills curriculum located at jazzpianoskills.store. That's jazzpianoskills.store. My courses are packed with comprehensive lessons 
that explore essential jazz piano skills. Each course, each lesson, contains detailed instruction and illustrations, in-depth educational talks, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets, high-def video demonstrations in all 12 keys, play-along tracks, professional and personal educational support, and of course, mobile access to all the courses and lessons on any of your devices, on your tablet, on your computer, your phone, TV. Check it out, jazzpianoskills.store. That's it for now. Until next week, enjoy the journey and have fun while you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.